Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into a consistent income. And today we're kicking off a new series on legacy planning. We have Anna Lee Kruger with us. She is from CareRight, which is a nationwide senior care planning organization. And love to learn more about that. Anna Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. Yeah, absolutely. Now we said that you are a senior care planner, and we're definitely going to talk about that and that you take care of a lot of folks nationwide. But before we get there, tell me a little bit about yourself, especially your your Midwest connections. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually from Iowa, and but I built my business in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin market. And then about four years ago, I moved here to Southwest Florida and I was already nationwide, so it didn't really matter where I lived, but I knew that I didn't want to spend another winter in, <laughs> in the cold Midwest. Sure. So, Can't blame you. Florida. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it, it was fun uh, getting to know you. We, we didn't meet when you were in Milwaukee. I'm in Milwaukee area, but uh, we got connected from elsewhere. I think we got connected from somebody in Boston, right? I think that was a, we did, Marcia. Yep, for sure. Good. Well, uh, part of your uh, career path when you were in Iowa, you were an admissions director for senior living facilities. What what was that like? Yeah. So I did admissions and, and marketing for CCRCs for continuing care retirement communities, um, in the Midwest in Iowa. And part of that role was to do tours with families who were looking for, you know, moving their parent into one of the levels yeah. of care that I was representing. So I worked with families in 18, for 18 years in that type of capacity and executive director. Okay. And Great. so I have a very, very keen sense of what these families are needing and the, and what they're not getting from other industries, whether it's the healthcare industry or other industries that touch them, so to speak. Yeah. And we'll talk about this term of senior care planning and and why it's necessary. Uh, But I think it's going to work out well if we just learn a little bit more about uh, some of the background and and basics. And I'm just, I'm just curious when you're meeting with, when you're an admissions director, you're meeting with a family, uh, they've got a loved one that's going into these different facilities what is that patient feeling? What are the families feeling when they're going through that? Yep. Anxiety and overwhelm and angst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's never on anyone's bucket list to have to select a facility of some sort for their loved one to move into. And we also know from the seniors perspective that the majority of people want to age in place at home, but life happens, you know, that stroke happens or dementia progresses and, and the goal of being able to stay at home doesn't always come to fruition. So families are are not in a good way when they come to me. And that certainly hasn't changed when I left corporate America to start my own care planning company. Yeah, I can, I can imagine you hear that all the time of, uh, well, first off, people say, I never want to go to a nursing home. <laughs> we'll talk about that for a second, but then it's almost always a sudden situation. Uh-huh. It's not as if you're planning it out to say, well, this will happen over the next few months or few years. 
Right. They're always in crisis. You know, it's usually someone ends up in the hospital and the hospital says, here's a list of facilities, go find one by noon tomorrow because we're discharging. Mm -hmm. And every single family was just totally blindsided by the speediness of the hospital's (laughs) uh, discharge plan. And so the tour would only take about an hour but I was spending two and three hours at a time with each family because there were so many questions about, well, I thought Medicare was going to pay for everything or, you know, just even end of life questions. Like, do you, does your loved one have a living will and healthcare and and financial power of attorney in place? Do they have long-term care insurance? And the answers Mm -hmm. were always, you know, I don't know. We never, we never talked about stuff like that as a family. And in a, teeny tiny percentage of families through the course of those 18 years would say, you know, Anna Lee, we could see the writing on the wall. Mom was losing weight. She was tired of taking care of dad. His dementia needs were just greater than what she could manage on her own. And we tried to get this information from our parents. You know, what do you have for financial resources? Do you have Mm long-term care insurance? Did you activate dad's VA benefits? You know, do you have a reverse mortgage? You know, they would try to get this information because they knew at some point they would need it, but they got so much pushback from their mom and dad that they quit trying to gather this information to salvage the relationship. And then here we are in a crisis where we need to know all of this information. And sometimes, unfortunately, because of strokes or dementia, it's very hard to get this information quickly. And if you've Mm -hmm. ever been through a medical crisis, you have to make big decisions quickly. You don't have the luxury of waiting. You have to make big decisions fast. Yeah. And they're big life altering decisions. It's a, it's a huge deal. Absolutely. Well, and it's just going to be happening more and more. Your one of your websites I saw listed out that between 2010 and 2030, the U.S. population is going to grow a little bit. That's just kind of normal. But the population above age 65, it's almost doubling. That's yeah. that's huge. Yeah, we call it in healthcare. We call it the silver tsunami. You know, we've got all these baby boomers that are aging, and just because they're getting older doesn't mean that they're aging well for a variety Mm -hmm. of reasons, health issues, dementia progression, those types of things. And so I I tell everyone that listens to me that we have an Mm -hmm. aging crisis out there and a family caregiver burnout crisis that no one is addressing properly. So that's, that's my mission is to reach families across the country and say, let's, let's figure out an aging plan that works for you and your family based on your finances, based on your needs and, and where it makes sense to ultimately receive the care that you're likely going to need towards end of life. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the caregiver health. We just had uh, a webinar with Marty Shriver who's uh-huh. a former governor in Wisconsin. Had you come across him when you were oh, out yeah. here? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I actually give his books out to some yeah. of my clients. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to turn that webinar into a podcast. You're you're kicking off this series. <laughs> uh, his podcast uh, will, be, will be next. And he got from talking through what a, uh, a tragic life situation of having to deal with a family member that has Alzheimer's, his wife. Uh, who's had Alzheimer's for, I, I, it's almost 20 years now, I think, if you add up kind of some of the the dates in his books and so forth. 
and just how much of a burden it was for, for everybody and that his health and the family dynamics. It's just amazing that he's someone that's willing to put that out there and share, share his story, which I, I hope is, and I found is comforting to a lot of, a lot of folks. That's great. You you're well aware of his book and, and handing out uh, that book. Absolutely. And I, I'm actually, uh, my mom has dementia. She just, she actually just choked to death at the memory care oh, facility that she horrible. was living in, um, a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm not only in the professional journey of dementia with my clients, mm-hmm. but also I've been living it the last 15 years. So yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear about her passing and the 15 yeah. years leading up to it. My goodness. Yeah, there's a lot of us, there's 65.7, I think, million family caregivers affected with that are going through the dementia journey. So uh, Marty and I are certainly not the only ones on the planet going through this. And the more that Mm -hmm. people like us can spread the news and spread the information and, and educate consumers, the better outcomes that these families will have. Yeah, absolutely. And you're writing a book yourself. Is that correct? I am. I I have the final edits to do. It's called The Invisible Patient, The Family Caregiver, mm-hmm. The Emotional, phys- Physical, and Financial Toll of Caregiving. And I, I chose that title because in my now 30-year career, mm-hmm. I tend to be the first person to ever ask these families, how are you holding up? Yeah. You know, how is caregiving affecting you? And time and time and time again, you know, these families will say they'll just break down because they're like, you're the first person who's ever asked me how I'm doing. So I called mm-hmm. it the invisible patient in honor of the family caregivers who do jeopardize their own health, emotional, physical, and financial health in order to become a family caregiver. And we yeah. need to, we need to honor those family caregivers. And that's, we do that through an aging plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's important to to have that uh, that aging plan. I see a lot of people get to around the age of sixty. This is interesting. It's around the age of sixty, and it seems as if there's just a lot of expectations placed on females, especially that mm-hmm. oh my goodness, mom is eighty seven and needing some help, uh, some help coming along there. So maybe one of the daughters ought to quit their job early and go take care of mom, or maybe at that point in time there's some grandkids, and so maybe mom needs a quit our job and start watching the grandkids. And it's just interesting that a lot of females, especially get to around that age, late fifties, early sixties. And, you know, they were caregiving as a mom themselves, mm-hmm. raising kids for 20, 25 years, whatever the time span was when the kids were at home. And now all of a sudden it's almost ex- expected. Well, you can either take care of the grandkids or, or your own mom who's getting older or how about both? That just and, seems to be uh, the way it happens exactly. quite, quite often. Yeah. Many of them are taking care of both generations and that's why they get burned out. You know, they're, yeah. and, and a lot of them are still trying to manage, manage their careers. And we call, we call a lot of those folks, you know, the sandwich generation mm-hmm. where, you know, cause, because women are, people are having children later in years. And so, you know, it's not uncommon for me to be working with a 40 or a 50 year old adult child who still has some kids at home, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're, they're touring some colleges one weekend and then they're touring facilities with me the next week, you know? So yeah. that's, it's, that's why I say we have a family caregiver crisis out there that, that is not being addressed properly. And we have millions of these adult family members who find themselves thrust into the role of family caregiving 
without ever having any type of actual family meeting or, or any type of plan to do mm-hmm. so. And that's when we start to see the family unit relationships really break down. Absolutely. And that's when a lot of people reach out to you is when they're actually in the crisis and you're helping people with the kind of the immediate senior care planning that has to happen then. But your big encouragement is to put an aging plan in place well ahead of time. What, what would that look like? <laughs> well, despite my best efforts <laughs> at trying yeah. to really reach families to say, hey, it's critical that you develop an aging plan or that we develop an aging plan sooner rather than later, because I can tell you in almost 30 years of working in healthcare in this space with families, I've never, ever had a family member come back to me and say, gosh, Annalie, I feel really great about the decisions that we had to make in the midst of a crisis. You know, 92% of my families come to me in the midst of a crisis. So dad's the caregiver of mom. She has dementia. Her needs are, you know, significant where he's not eating. He's not sleeping well. He's missing his own appointments. And then not surprisingly, he ends up with a stroke, right? Mm -hmm. And so now he's in a hospital and mom needs, she can't stay at home. So what happens? So those are the, I mean, variation of the same type of predicament. Families find themselves in a crisis situation. They don't know what their options are. They don't know who pays for what. They think that Medicare Mm -hmm. pays for everything. And so their eyes kind of pop out of their face when I say, no, Medicare is an insurance. It's short term. So they're not going to pay for all this home care that you need, or they're not going to pay for all this nursing home level of care that you need. And so because consumers don't have the facts that they need or the information they need to make informed decisions, I often have to try to undo what families thought that they knew. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Right. (laughs) So you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And so that's why I really, that's why I do all these podcasts and webinars. I do about eight to 10 a month just to try to reach consumers across the country and say, look, don't choose to wait until you're in a crisis situation because your, your care options will not be as good as if you plan ahead. It's just like you as a financial advisor, your clients have better outcomes the sooner they start their financial planning, right? It's the same as families with aging loved ones. If, If anyone listening to this podcast has aging loved ones or you are the aging loved one, you, you absolutely need to be connecting with me or with CareRight so that we can be putting an aging plan in place. It's, we find out what's working well with a situation, what's not working well at home. And it's always a variation of the same thing, family caregiver burnout, relationship strain. You know, you would hope that the aging process brings families together, but I'm here to tell you Mm -hmm. that unfortunately, because they don't know that there's a resource like CareRight, they muddle through all of this aging and dementia journey, and they have no idea what they're doing and their relationships as siblings and with their aging parents really crumble. And sometimes once it deteriorates, it's very difficult to rebuild those family relationships. Yeah, I, I see it all the time. And kind of the, the stereotype is that there's family squabbles once somebody passes and the, the will is read and, and it's just over money and who got what. And that stuff happens ahead of time. People are arguing about the money and about the care and the time of who is helping out doing different things well ahead of time. And it's just mm-hmm. 
such a great idea that you're helping out so many people with, with creating an aging plan and, and becoming aware of what they, what they need to do ahead of time. Well, and they don't realize the resources that are available to them. And that's why, you know, I'm the hub. Families mm-hmm. come to me. I facilitate their family meeting. So we jump on a Zoom. I've got families in 28 different states because the profile of a family isn't what it was 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I could go to mom and dad's and, you know, and we could gather around the kitchen table because everybody lived in the same county and could at least get there. But the profile of a family is everyone lives in different states and different time zones and they're busy, right? And so they don't really have a good pulse on how well mom and dad are or aren't doing Mm -hmm. at home. And so then they get blindsided, especially coming out of a pandemic where they may not have actually been able to see their loved one for many, many months or a year and a half, depending on what Mm -hmm. state everyone lives in. And they're just, they're, they're appalled. They're shocked at like how poorly, you know, mom and dad aren't taking their medications or they're falling all the time, or they're missing all of their doctor's appointments, or they've lost weight, or they have bruises all over themselves because they, they keep falling and they don't have even simple technology solutions like lifeline fall sensors, you know, Mm -hmm. know, so that's, that's what I do is I help families sort out what their, what their immediate options are for care. And then we circle back once the crisis is managed, which is the first thing that we do, because that's why they're coming to me is because they're in a crisis. Um, Then we circle back and then we do a deep dive into what are the next level of needs that we know that families are going to need. So Mm -hmm. my team and I do a facility matrix for families across the country. We do about 25 or 30 family matrices a week where we do the market research for these families, you know, say we've got dad in in Texas and his four kids live in Ohio, Kentucky and Utah and California. So the kids will say, well, we can't keep, you know, we can't keep flying down every time there's an issue with dad. And so Mm -hmm. we look at facilities in each of those areas and say, okay, here's Here's the different options that your dad financially qualifies for because you have to financially qualify, cognitively qualify, and physically qualify to get into these facilities. And unfortunately, especially coming out of the pandemic, so many adult children have found that their, their aging loved ones are much more frail and vulnerable than they were before they headed into the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. so- the level of care may have changed through the course of the pandemic. And now they only require or only qualify for maybe memory care or nursing home level of care. And those all have different licensures and different price tags that families Mm -hmm. need to understand. So we do all the market research and then we teach the clients, we teach our families what to look for, what to ask about and how to do the tour We also encourage no matter where the client lives, no matter where mom and dad lives, that they install cameras, whether it's at home or if they're in a private room in a facility, Um, just because of the quality of care, it gives you confidence knowing that at least while your loved one is in their room, that you know Mm -hmm. what's going on. So I also teach families how to be your advocate for your aging loved one and check the call light, see how often it's getting answered and how fast it's taking for staff to answer the call light. 
Um, so I, it's a, it's a process. I'm not going to diminish that. It's the aging plan is really a lot of education that families need to know so that they can make informed decisions now and in the future. Yeah. My goodness. It's just, it's amazing hearing you talk about it. It just shows what uh, a huge amount of effort needs to go into there. And I can't imagine doing that completely on your own first time ever. Uh, when we're helping people with retirement planning, we talk about the advantage that working with one of us as a guide is that we've seen a hundred people or more retire and the client, it's the first time they've ever retired. Mm -hmm. And you're in that, that same boat where you've helped hundreds of people make these different decisions. And I just imagine when, when a family comes to you that they're able to make better decisions and feel better about those decisions. And it's just going to work out better for everyone. Well, there's just, you're absolutely right. And there's just a lot of considerations that people don't think about, you know, mm -hmm. you know, adult kids just, we do, we get, we're guilty of just doing our thing and checking in on mom and dad. I mean, our family, I'm very close with my family. So our family's maybe a, a little bit of an outlier in this, but a lot of my clients, um, you know, they haven't seen their kids for, you know, a, quite a long time and others, you know, the kids are always there every two months flying down to see their parents or checking in on their parents. So it's just, you know, every, every family brings its unique set of situations. And then we sort out what makes the most sense for that particular family. And my, my client is the whole family. It's mom, it's dad. I mean, everybody gets input in these family meetings and it's usually four or five family meetings depending mm -hmm. on how depending on what's going on in the family and how how structured they already are so what I mean by that is we also make sure I, I created a grab and go binder so it's an organizational tool for families to make sure that they have all of their important documents in order and that they're updated and beneficiary forms are updated so it really is a good exercise for the whole family to get all of their, you know, get their insurance lined up, get their living wills, their estate documents, their everything, <laughs> their whole life yeah. needs to be organized because you never know when you're going to get that call that your loved one passed away or that they had a stroke. And now they're, they're, now they're not able to tell you what documents they have in place or where the bank box key is, for example. Mm -hmm. So we do comprehensive senior care planning like that to make sure that everything is in order and buttoned up and wherever there's the gaps in the planning, then we plug that specialist in. So whether it's a financial planner or, you know, someone's wanting to learn more about long-term care insurance, or they need to sell their house to be able to move into a community, we've got a plethora of you know, senior movers and home care companies and, and so forth in our network of professionals, because that's what these families need is people that they can lean on that know and trust that they're going to be served properly by people that are in our professional network. Now that said, with any referral that I give or receive, no money changes hands. So it's a clean, it's a clean referral. It's just, these are companies or people that I've had good success with that I've already uh, vetted, so to speak. With the facilities, when we do the facility matrix, that's different because we are working in so many different states. But what we do is we teach the families. So I'm not recommending certain facilities. I'm just saying these are options based on what you can afford and, and what's in, in that 15 or 20 mile radius or whatever you know requirements the family gave us. 
then that's why we teach the family on how to do the tours, what questions to ask. And I've got a spreadsheet with about 30 different questions for families to be armed with so that they can feel comfortable and confident with decisions that they make. Yeah. I, it just sounds like it'd be a night and day experience to go through this on your own or to have someone like yourself, who's a senior care concierge, someone that's helping you through all this items that you weren't aware of places that you never had to research before. And you've got all that experience, which is, which is so, so great. Our goal is really just like you as a financial advisor, you, our, my goal with my clients is to save our families time, money, and stress because they don't, they've already got plenty of stress when they call us <laughs> and they have no time left because they've already burned through their vacation days or they've burned through you know, whatever savings they might've had in some respects, because they've been helping to support financially their aging loved ones. So our families are, are hurting in a major way when they come to us. And my job is to save them more time, money, stress, and angst by taking them by the hand and helping them through that whole process. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you describe that. There's no money exchanging hands uh, between you and the places you refer. There are some folks we found out there that are uh, kind of senior care uh, yeah. facility consultants and yeah. they get paid by basically a finder's fee from the facility that they place them with. And I imagine they're doing their best job as far as making sure that the clients end up in the best uh, facilities, but it's just uh, great within the financial advisor world is this word fiduciary yes. where there's just no conflict of interest. There's no uh, commission coming from an investment to the advisor. And that's, that's somewhat comforting. I think that you have a same situation where you're working as a, a fiduciary uh, with your clients, where there's no potential commission or, or conflict there when you're referring people out. Yeah, those, we should touch on that just for a second, because there's families don't know that they, they like, they seem to like working with placement companies. Um, <laughs> Because, well, hospitals refer them to the placement companies because it's faster and it doesn't cost the family any money, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem with working with a placement company, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. But, you know, one of the things that a consumer needs to think about is, yes, it doesn't cost you anything as a consumer, but you're only going to get um, exposure to those facilities that they get a kickback from, mm -hmm. you know, and there's no planning. There's no family meetings that, you know, it's just a transaction to get you from point A to point B. And, you know, it just depends on how comfortable you are with that business model. Um, mm -hmm. Some people are, and, and because I help with placement, as far as like helping families with options that they qualify for, um, I always offer, you know, you know, it's going to cost you this much if you have us do it but at least we'll have family planning. You'll have your grab and go binder information right. all tied up and, and buttoned up, you know, and I've never lost a client to say, oh yeah, I'd rather go with one of those placement agencies for that because they value a relationship. And I usually get about 65 to 75 referrals a year from families mm -hmm. who went the placement company route because now their loved one has run out of money and when I asked them, well, how did you, how did you get to be in that facility in the first place? And they're like, oh, we used a placement company, but now we, now we're having a pitch in, you know, I've got, I had a family that was pitching in $3,000 each oh, wow. of the kids per month because the placement company obviously can't work with you unless 
your private pay. Well, if you're one of those families that's kind of on the brink of you can only qualify or pay privately for a year or two, well, then what? Well, now that you're out of money, then the family either pitches in, which is a hardship for them, or your loved one has to move out. And so mm -hmm. it's harder to find a facility that will take you when you don't have any money because it's a business. I suppose. So, yeah. <laughs> right. So it makes sense. So that's why there's, there's, you know, there's just things people, consumers need to understand that that's fine if you want to use a service like that, but know that there's some pretty heavy uh, consequences in time with that type of business model. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been, this has been so great, Annalie. I'm so happy that you came along and introduced all of our listeners to senior care planning, to creating an aging plan. And that's great because you see perhaps these placement agencies a lot more prominently uh, because of the incentives that are there. And I just can't imagine that the only issue is where's mom going to live? There's probably a lot of other things surrounding that, uh, that someone like yourself can help out with that the, the placement agency is not going to be able to, or, or be compensated to at all. That's right. We, our aging plan, like I've had now 11 years of constantly tweaking my mm -hmm. business plan and the aging planning process, right? So like what the aging plan looks like today is much more robust than what it was six, seven years ago, because, you know, we grow as a company and you learn and, and consumers needs change and the markets change. So, so the aging plan now is, is incredibly robust. And if people don't want the comprehensiveness of the aging plan, that's, fine, but then they can, they can do a la mode type or a la, mm -hmm. a la mode. you can tell I'm getting hungry. There you go. <laughs> Cherry pie a la mode. You can do a la mode with the a la carte. Planning. You can do a la mode with a la carte. More fun that way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, good. Well, Annalie, I'm so happy that you, you came on. What's the best way for people to, to reach out to you if they, they need uh, help with uh, senior care planning or even for them to, to find your book when it comes out? Yeah, so um, they can actually go straight to the website at www.carerightinc.com. There's also an online calendar system um, on my website, so you can book your free 30-minute consult. It doesn't matter where you live in the world. It doesn't matter where you are in your journey. We join in your journey wherever you are. So, so they can reach directly through the website. They can fill out the contact us. I also have a caregiver burnout quiz on the website because it seems like family, you're, you know, these caregivers, they're in survival mode. They're just trying right. to get through all of the tasks that they're required to do each day. And that's what happens is they ne neglect their own selves. And so it seems like when they do the caregiver burnout questionnaire on my website, that's when it really hits home that, oh my gosh, this is affecting me emotionally and physically mm -hmm. and financially and socially. So go to the website. You can book the free consult directly on the website. Um, and there's just a lot of content for families to read as well. And I have a podcast page there too, which is where this podcast will ultimately go to when the link is ready. Yeah. And that's carateinc.com for Curate uh, Incorporated. Excellent. Good. Well, Annalie, thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. We're glad to have you and encourage everyone to go out to uh, your website, carerightinc.com to, to learn more. Senior care plan, having an aging plan is just so important. And that's why we wanted to have you as the, the first one to kick off our series on, on legacy planning. So uh, thank you, Annalie, for coming on. 
Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremy. I really appreciate um, the questions and, and the time and the ability to be on your podcast today. Absolutely. And thank you to everyone for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.